welcome back to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. The murder mystery is on an airship. What a delight. (laughs) It is steampunk. There are ghosts. There's an automaton. And uh, where did we last leave off? So just as a reminder, the deceased was in the cargo hold is Harley, now a ghost. And this airship is full of an eclectic cast of characters. We have Cyan Evans, daughter of a mining magnate, Captain Edgeware, who pilots the Moonshine Express, Mooney, who is the porter, uh, recently uh, lost an election. That's exactly how I recapped him last time, but it's still true. It's a sore still point. Still stings. Still yeah. stings. Madam Christie, who is a fraud, unlike me, who is absolutely legit, because oh, yeah. I am grace dr grace quinn a woman uh (laughs) did not realize that (laughs) what a detective i am (laughs) um and then colonel hastings who i just confronted about the fact that his snake was missing which hindsight's 2020 but the latch was undone when i saw that snake so uh could it be my fault that the snake got loose yes possibly (laughs) I could have closed this, but I did not. Well, I, I just heard a scream in the dining car. That sort of derails what else I wanted to do, which was interview the parrot Sheila uh, about if she saw anything uh, in the cargo hold. Um, I'm going to run to the dining car. Okay, so Colonel Hastings follows you uh, as he might have had a premonition after your brief conversation um you see the door to the deck actually open and madam christie is screaming her head off shaking her leg because there's a cobra wrapped around it around her leg Mm -hmm. so raymond pushes (laughs) past you um and he tackles mrs christie madam christie very elegantly to the ground and tries it seems to be trying to uh, disentangle Cobra from uh, Medium. It is chaos. It's pandemonium. <laughs> it's it's pandemonium. Someone flips a table. <laughs> Can that be your catchphrase, please, Nathan? <laughs> it's chaos. It's pandemonium. Oh, I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I always find a way to use it, considering the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I... When all you got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Can I flip <laughs> open this compass and see if I can help? Okay, you flip open the compass. Um, okay, so it is... Nathan rolled a die, and this is not a game where we roll dice. I want this to be on the record. <laughs> we don't do that without permission. I'm just joking. What, what, what happens? <laughs> Take okay. me away, storyteller. So, you pause time. The cobra is now disentangled from Madame Christie, but is wrapped partially around uh, Colonel Hastings. Um, You are free to do what you want. It's not fully around it, so you could essentially, I mean, you could get a grip on it. I don't know what you want to do, but... If, you know, if it's mostly around Colonel Hastings now, then the peril has passed. I'm going to close the compass. (laughs) I thought that I was going to help the madam, but close. Okay. Okay. Uh... Colonel Hastings lets out a very guttural, manly scream, but it's actually very high-pitched, and he's, he's not very ashamed about it. But uh, as he flings the cobra off, <laughs> it goes sailing over <laughs> the railing of the deck. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Open the compass one last time. Want to try to grab that snake <laughs> after he throws it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it, like, wiggly when time is yeah, frozen? Uh, it, or is it, like, stiff like a rod? <laughs> you grab it and it's <sighs> Nathan hmm. trying to think of how to describe something he did not anticipate me doing 
It starts wriggling, but it is definitely more sluggish. So it's starting to turn its head towards you. Do I want to? Uh, do I want to put it back in the? Uh, I can put it back in the chest, um, or I could use this to kill someone else. Uh, is there anything in its mouth? Fangs. <laughs> I let it go. <laughs> if you love it, let it go. Pause. Okay. I mean, pause. Okay. A, sh- uh, a note. As you're letting it go, a redness starts to seep in t- uh-huh. at the edge of your vision. Yeah. Um, there's a slight crackling sound in your ears, but you close the compass and it fades away. Okay. Well, that's probably enough hammer time. Uh <laughs> Probably enough using my my one uh, my one parlor trick. Okay, <laughs> um, this is a moment of crisis. Okay, is it just those uh, two, or is there other people out here? Uh, well, they're on the ground. Uh, the captain rushes in as well. I'm looking shocked and super worried because you just heard more screams. Um, Colonel and Madam Chris are both groaning on the ground. Uh, Colonel like tries to get your attention. Um, He's saying something through his clenched teeth. I, I get in close. Okay. What's up? He's saying, uh, Venon, Ven, anti-Venon. In my, in, my, in my room. He's like clutching at his arm. Um, there are two snake bites. Little puncture wounds on his arm. And there are similar puncture wounds on Madame Christie's leg. Oh my. Now, through the pain, uh, <laughs> Colonel Raymond manages to convey across that uh, he needs the anti-venom. Um, it's in his room. Uh, you have minutes uh, before the venom sets in, and the anti-venom anti-venom cannot help anymore. I run to the hallway with doors. Okay. Um, they're not labeled. You said they are not labeled. Three on one side, three on the other. You know which one is your room? Yours is the middle on the right side. Okay. Um, let's do middle left side. First go, you get. <laughs> you wait, wait, open wait. The door. Is it locked? It is locked. I have a key. Okay. You fit the key in. It seems to be a master key and it opens the door. So, inside, you are first hit with that familiar, now colonel smell, um, <laughs> which is just lovely. Um, it smells a little bit like grain, a little, little bit musty. Not not super pleasant, um, but there is again the bed, a little little table drawer thing. Um, there is a trunk under the bed, and yeah, trunk under the bed. I okay. dart for that. Uh, you open it up, and you are greeted with the lovely sight of a jar of dead rats, um, some seeds, uh, a little scrap of paper, and then five bottles. One of these, you're certain, is anti-venom. Which one? Well, you'll have to find out. Sending you something now. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Colonel can tell me. I guess he's not very coherent right now, Colonel is he? Colonel is in a state beyond cohesiveness at this moment. Um, you are at two minutes. I, I have two minutes left? Uh, you just hit two minutes. I hit two Spot. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take a moment to describe what you're seeing. In this case, property of Raymond Hastings, there's a green bottle with fluoride, valerian, ethanol, rubidium, evening primrose, a yellow one that has selenium, iodine, dandelion, panthothenic, panthothenic acid, eucalyptus oil, and riboflavin. <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, a purple one with arsenic, sodium, niacin, kaolin, and echinacea. <laughs> Dear gosh, <Boom>. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then there's a blue one with folate, ube, <laughs> and lithium. Your favorite cure. Oh, my gosh. I'm gonna open my pocket watch again. I'm, I mean, compass. Okay. Compass. I'm gonna flip open uh, Pocket Watson as well. Is he? Fro- He's frozen though, isn't pocket he? Pocket Watson is frozen. <laughs> and I can't ask the ghost for help either. Okay. Um. Well, I'm gonna grab all of these and run okay. out to the deck where the two of them are. Okay. I also am gonna grab that paper. Okay. Um. I'm gonna cool. run out to deck. And then I'm going to unpause 
time okay. on deck with these four bottles. And is Hastings like just completely beyond, like you said? He's saying, it's written on it. It's written on it. Okay, uh, I open up the roll of paper. Is it related? Ah, the roll of paper. You find what seems to be a love letter. <clears throat> My dear shade of glorious blue, all day long I think of you. It goes on for a very long time, and at the bottom it says, Signed your secret admirer. <laughs> you just found a love letter. <laughs> glorious Not- shade of blue? <laughs> like this potion? Uh, it does not seem related to the potions. I hate this. Um, okay. All right. It, it's go time. So the green one, uh, Flora, all those things. It looks like the first letters are capitalized and it looks like if you rearrange them, you get fever. Okay. Um, and, and anti-venom. I'm looking for the letter V then. Right? Um, let's see. S-I-D-P-E. Spider. Okay. Oh, so I'm looking for snake. It's purple. I take the purple and I am going to just make him glug that down. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Okay. As you, with a with a minute and 20 seconds left, uh. <laughs> you, you uh, dis- administer the anti-ven and they stop shaking and uh slowly return to consciousness um pale but alive what i hate about this scenario is you would have let them die because <laughs> i did do that to you <laughs> how you i killed one robot how about two humans two humans how do you feel about that and guess who let the snake out it was you <laughs> Uh, I've solved your puzzle (laughs) Well, that was more exciting than a badger at a poker party Yet again, Harley, you don't need to compare incredulous situations to other incredulous situations I would say that was about as exciting as two people dying of venom on an airship well, now that you say it, that is a good one. Let me write that down. He like tries to pat his pockets like, ah, well, I'll remember that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's happening now? Okay, so uh, Captain uh, focuses on Colonel Raymond and starts like, she she tears off a, a length of her jacket and wraps it around his snake bite. Not sure that's very hygienic, but you know, you, you let it happen. And uh, they're brought into the dining car Water or drinks are produced from somewhere, and uh, they're calmed down, but still shaken. Oh, boy. Well, now, well, what do I do now? Uh, completely disre- derailed from any thread of logic. Um, I think I will stick around long enough to make sure that they're, they're recovering and mm-hmm. also get in a good, what were you thinking at Hastings? He's like a little little teary now. I don't know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to expand our understanding of science of the natural world. That's your first mistake. Science is unknowable. I slap him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cap- Captain uh, Edward grabs your shoulder and is like, "All right, that's enough. I think he's learned his lesson." <laughs> but what if his parrot gets free next and attacks <laughs> other passengers? Wait, where does Sheila it stop? Sheila fly. So you admit Sheila is yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, you caught him. Oh, Red-handed. Boy. Oh boy. Snake okay. bitten. Snake bitten. All right. Well, with that situation apparently uh, diffused, figured out. Back to the cargo hold. Uh, <laughs> yet again. Okay. This time, instead of going to the snake, <laughs> uh, which is, is not there, oh my gosh, <laughs> the cub could get out. <laughs> don't you, don't you dare! <laughs> I check. Lucky for you, the latch that was open is is too small for the cub to uh, to get out that way. So, the cub is still in there. 
But now that you've taken it away as toy, it is looking a little more aggressive. Uh, but it is still contained. <laughs> okay, I want to take... I'm going to tie it closed with uh, a bit of... I don't know. What do I have? Rope? Uh, in your trunk, you had iron chain. I did. I did have iron chain. I could have used it from the beginning, but now I will use it, and I'll wrap up that <laughs> little cup. Okay. Just tie it with a little chain bow, and uh, that cup's not going anywhere. Great. Um, <laughs> um, over to the chest where there is a dead body over here. I would like to look at that clock and see if I can set it to 824. You can set it to 824. As you set it to 824, there's a little click and a uh, little point comes out of the side of the clock, but it does not open. A point, like directional point? like uh, Just like a little spire, sorry. A little spire just like shoots out. Of the clock. Is this on the side of a crate? On or? the side, yep. So clock face, and then like where the gears are, just a little like it's like a little victory fly, like whoop. Uh huh. Can I grab it? It's this little metal piece. Doesn't do anything, but does it wiggle back and forth? Nope. But as you're looking at it, it looks like there are a couple other slots for where a flag will fly up. Oh, there's more than one time to input. Layers upon layers. Okay. Is the deck now free of people? No one's out there anymore? Uh, yep. Colonel Hastings is in his room. Madam Christie is still at her table, nursing her leg. Uh, Mooney is at the bar. Uh, pilot, the, you, and you don't see um, the pilot, but you assume that she's in her room. Or, okay. Uh, in the cockpit. Okay. On deck, uh, anything to, to see, to investigate out here? Ah, yes. The deck. Uh, it's a large wooden balcony, uh, sorry, a large wooden patio with a high-waist balcony. There is a nice view of the forest below, but immediately to the left of the door, you see um, a little display um, that says, History of the Airship. Um, there's a little tiny model of the airship with like a little cross-section. Oh, fun. Um, there's uh, a framed newspaper with a giant headline, the first flight of the Moonshine Express. Next to it, there's a bookshelf um, with some books and a little bowl of crackers. Um, and <laughs> then... <laughs> crackers, you say? Like yeah. the kind that a parrot would want? <laughs> Mayhaps. Um, there's also a, another parachute uh, in a separate display case as well as the pneuma- the pneumatic air tube system flowing overhead. Okay, is there a receptacle out here of where the pneumatic air tubes go? Hmm. There's not a receptacle, but uh, you can see... Is it easier um, to reach? Some metal working bits that seem suspicious. All right, cool. Uh, all right, there's a lot out here. First mm-hmm. thing, I grab just a fistful of crackers, <laughs> and I shove that in my pocket. <laughs> Well, aren't we a bit hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm getting a little peckish. I'm trying to solve your murder. <laughs> and then I am curious. This is probably the first time I see what the airship looks like from like a side mm-hmm. view. Does it look like a wooden like pirate ship, but in the air? <laughs> uh, it looks... Uh, oh, no, it's a blimp. It's got a blimp top. So... Streamlined pirate ship base, but with a huge balloon on top. Um, as you look at it, so you can see the cross section. You see all the rooms. So dining car, cockpit, all the way to the cargo hold, everything in between. Can I learn a little bit about the history of this airship? Ah, yes. Um, so you look at the newspaper. So below the headline, uh, first flight of the Moonshine Express, is a photo of a slightly younger Captain Edgeware standing in front of a large airship that's docked on a clock tower. A clock um, tower? What time yes. is the clock tower? <laughs> well, the time on the clock tower just happens to be 9.12. Okay. A clock tower is where the first flight lifted off from? Mm-hmm. Looks like it. Um, beyond that, it, the just the model, um, you do learn one thing from the model. Um, you notice that uh, all the rooms that you know are there, the dining car, the cockpit, the sleeping car with the different cabins, and the cargo hold. But you also see that there is a hatch 
leading up to the inside of the hole, which contains the balloon. Where is the hatch located? There are two hatches, one in the cargo hold and one in uh, the cockpit in the ceiling. Interesting. Okay, uh, any, any other interesting details? Uh, at the airship display, uh, nothing else eye-catching. Okay. How about the bookshelf? What kind of books are these? A whole bunch of random books. Uh, three books in particular catch your eye. Uh, there's one called uh, Classical Cacophonies, which has a collection of sheet music for cello and violin. Um, there's one titled Bootlegging in the West, Prohibition and Providence. Um, and then there is one called A Brief History of Mysticism and Ancient Egypt. Those all sound really important. Uh, those all are connected to the characters. Um, first, cacophonies. Cacophonies. Okay, so a whole bunch of just, just sheet music. So there's Vivaldi's Spring, Pachelbel's Canon, Bach's Cello Suite Number 1, and Debussy's Claire de Lune are a handful of the ones that you recognize. When did, when did Debussy write Claire de Lune? You know... I don't know. <laughs> Not that it matters. 1905. Oh, you're you got it, baby. You, oh yeah. You knew that. <laughs> okay. Um interesting. So Cyan does have a very intriguing cello. It'd be interesting if one of these songs potentially could unlock something or cause something to happen. Hmm. I have no reason to pick any of these, but I know the book is here. How about mm-hmm. bootlegging? What do I learn? Okay, so basically you learn that bootlegging is still illegal as it's still prohibition, um, but that plenty of moonshine trails crisscross Northern California and Oregon. In fact, the Moonshine Express is on one of those old trails. The penalty for smuggling alcohol is still a huge fine and a revocation of your license for anything, really. So like airship license... Um, train conductor license uh, selling merchant license etc so i see thus okay well i happen to know that captain edgeware is smuggling or has smuggled uh illegal moonshine so something to consider this last book about mysticism and egypt can i learn more about the pharaoh marikari okay so you flip through it and you see Marikari's name mentioned once, and I'll read you the paragraph. <clears throat> Newmans were divine creatures said to make deals with mortals in exchange for power. These Newmans had powers over certain realms much like the traditional gods of Anubis or Set. Legends containing the Newmans frequently end in tragedy. The most famous legend tells of the pharaoh Marikari, who made a deal with the Newman of Nightmares. He embarked on a number of quests and was given power over death as a result. However, he was unable to complete all the quests, and thus the Newman handed him over to Anubis to take his soul. Whoa. I believe that Genevieve made reference to a Newman. Mm. Interesting. Well, that doesn't feel immediately applicable, but that's very fascinating. <laughs> What else have I, I not looked at yet on this deck? You see, you've seen the pneumatic air tube system. There's a parachute and a display case. Okay. Could I try to do what I sort of tried to do in the cockpit and see if I can catch whatever things are zipping through the tubes here? You said there were some strange mechanisms. Yes. So it looks like there is a hatch um, that is screwed into place. Um, what it does, you're not sure. You're not, you're not an air pneumatic mechanic, but... It looks like you could pull you could pull that off the tube if you could find a screwdriver. Uh, hey Harley, have you seen a screwdriver? A screwdriver? Well, screwdriver, screwdriver. What an odd sounding name. Pretty funny if you ask me. Funnier than <laughs> funnier than a what? Funnier than a dandelion on Christmas. All right, all right, sir. Uh, I don't rightly know. I haven't seen one, but uh, if I had to guess. Well, the porter's the handyman. He might have one. That makes sense. He has been trying to fix stuff. Ah, interesting. Guess where I want to go back to? Hmm. The cargo hold. (laughs) The cargo hold. Okay. You go back to the cargo hold. It is still there. Hooray. And in one piece. Hey, that clock, I want to turn it to 912. Ding, 912, a shorter little flag 
spikes up. Does it look like there needs to be three or four of these? It looks like there is one more. One more. Oh, okay. Can I see the hatch in here that leads to the hold? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to notice unless you know what you're looking for. But you do see a squarish outline on the ceiling. Are the boxes organized in such a way that I could climb up and get to it? You know, they are. Now, I can't really justify why this is actually necessary to solve the murder of Harley, but it feels important, so there I'll go. (laughs) Okay. You push open the hatch, and it's a little dim. Your eyes take a little bit um, just to the lights, but you see a thin hallway um, that's kind of curved because on one side is the balloon and the other side is the hull of the ship. It's uh, lit by hanging electrical lights. Um, the floor is actually wet and like there's a slight acidic uh, smell. Um, you feel a little bit lightheaded. It's pretty sparse. Um, as you go walk along, you find a two things. You find a you find two hatches and then you find a parachute tangled up in some rope can i untangle that real quick i know i'm getting lightheaded yep you can it's untangled now hooray okay um i am going to add that to my collection of one to make it two okay i want to get out i want to go back down into the cargo okay cool did there are two hatches by the way sorry but i thought the other one goes to so there's three total two that you found Oh, I, I sorry. I, I guess I just assumed that that hatch led to the the cockpit. But good point. Well, I let don't me check. I Harley don't... sticks his head through the hatch. <laughs> one of them does. Thank, thanks, man. All right. Well, let's go to the one that isn't that. Well, strange. Okay. So you see the second hatch. Um, it's put into the floorboards, and it it would have been hard to see without the liquid around it kind of seeping in. Um, it outlines it very nicely. But um, you don't see any keyhole or a handle, but you do see a little number lock. It says above the little number lock, stir the colors and listen for this number. Stir the colors? <sighs> uh, man. Um, that sounds mighty familiar, if you ask me. Yeah, I... You're telling me. Too bad me. I'm a ghost with no brain, so... <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Harley. You're the leader. You're you're the head of this investigation. Aw, oh, shucks. Uh, let's go back to the cargo hold. Okay. You clamber down. Glad to be out of uh, the headiness of the airship shell. Okay, so you're back in the cargo hold. After having done all that climbing and crawling, I'm a bit hungry, so I pull out a, a, my fist full of crackers. Uh, and I, and I <gasps> start nibbling full of crackers. on some of them. <laughs> <laughs> the newest spaghetti western from Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Ooh, sounds good. But yeah, no, I'm going to start nibbling on those. Mm. And then does Sheila Rah! see me? <laughs> cracker! Cracker! Rah! Sheila want a cracker! Rah! Oh, that's right. I go over to <laughs> Sheila and <laughs> give Sheila a cracker. Rah! Rah! Cracker! Rah! Okay, she she devours the cracker, um, tips her hat to her to you, How? and uh, what? How? She like reaches up with her uh, foot and then wow, bends down, tips it. Very well trained. How does her. that monocle stay on? You know, folks, the world may never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as you give her a cracker, she turns to you and says, Rah! "I know who you are." Rah! Rah! I know who you are. Rah! Look out! Look out! Rah! Rah! <laughs> uh, Harley, is this familiar? Did you hear these words before? Well, I'll be a three-legged chicken. That does sound familiar. Man, it's it's coming back to me. I, I'm I'm by I'm by by the crate. Oh, I I hear a voice mumbling something, and then that parrot. Look out! Look out! Man. I do instinctively look behind me. <laughs> At this moment, am I okay? You're okay. Okay. Uh, but 
But Sheila didn't say, I know you, to you? Or is Sheila saying that to who she saw kill you? I don't remember the parrot saying that, so I assume it must have been whoever hit me. Mm. (laughs) Sheila, what did you see? The parrot does not respond to that, just keeps on uh, squawking away. Okay. I know who you are. I know who you are. Okay. Oh, man. Interesting. Harley, we've unlocked maybe two memories here. You know something about working for the mayor, right? Something about that. That that The mayor sounds awfully familiar. I can't quite tell why. Now, see if any of this rings any bells. The mayor pays for your ticket... You, having recently lost your job at the mine because the mine is closing, the mayor asks you to watch Special Cargo. You go in this room to check on said cargo. Any of this sound familiar to you? Yeah, that does sound mighty familiar, especially I can feel a strong emotional attachment to the mine closing down. Not necessarily sadness. Interesting. Hmm. Were were you happy to see it go down? Was it how was it as a place to work? Was it as bad as most mines that I know of? I don't know. I can't recall. Hmm. Do you have any inklings of like what might jog your memory? What might help you remember more? Oh gosh. Ah. Uh. It's times like this why I surely wish I could drink, but uh, alas, being a ghost, <laughs> I cannot. You know, well, maybe we need to do just that. Maybe let's let's head back uh, to the bartender. So I'd like to go back there, and with the knowledge of the lock saying, mix, mix the colors and listen for the number. Mix the colors and listen for the number. You know... I don't have a green one yet, but I do have enough to mix um, Miss Evans, uh, purple, red, and, and blue, right? Yes, you do. So um, I don't remember what those ones are. <laughs> Can I mix those uh, together? Yes, purple, red, and blue, that is grape. Grape juice base with a maraschino cherry and sparkling water. So, not bad. Harley mixed that up. Wow, maybe I was a bartender too. This feels great. <laughs> oh man, the world, the world didn't deserve Harley. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Um, <laughs> I take that drink and I hold it up to my ear. Do I hear any numbers? You hear some fizzing, but no numbers. Um. This doesn't quite seem the right place to listen to something. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I need to talk to Cyan Evans again. Where Where's she at? She is now back on the deck. I'm gonna so, go back to to Cyan. Okay. Uh, you find Miss Cyan uh, Evans, kind of on the deck. She um has a drink in her hand. Uh, and says, "Oh." Doctor, nice, nice, nice of you to join me. I'm feeling a little faint. Why don't we retire to my room? Um, she leads you back to her cabin. I um, trade out her drink for the drink that is hers. Oh, uh, my favorite. How would you know? I I am a, a paranormal investigator, so I, I know things that no one else could know. Oh, that's delightful. You are delightful. Would you like to perform at one of my parties? You know, that also sounds delightful. <laughs> well, so we go to her room. Follow me. Yep. So you go to her room, and in so it's it's much like yours, except a little more lush. It seems like uh, whether through um, normal means or money, she has acquired an upgraded suite. So there's like uh, a velvet bed, which is has three more inches of space on either side. Velvet curtains uh, in front of the window. Um, and a little fancy lamp as well. You also see her cello case um, tucked under the bed, and her purse is leaning against the lamp. 
So <laughs> she gestures to a small chair that did not come standard in yours, so you're a little jealous, but you assume it's it's for cello practicing. I sit down and I say, a murder and then venomous snake bites to two other passengers. Do, do you think that this could be the, the curse that Madame Christie speaks of? Oh, the curse... I I tell you, Doctor, I did not believe in that hogwash before this trip, but now now I'm not so sure. <sighs> it's just so so aggravating, so tiring. She lays down, like presses a hand to her forehead, very dramatically. Miss Evans, I have a few questions to ask you. Starting with, I hear that the mine that your father owned was going to close down. Why why was that occurring? Oh. Horrible business. She sits back up. Where did you hear that from? Oh, I I assumed it was common knowledge. Well, be that as it may, but it's still private business. So, is it uh, still a touchy subject? Quite. <laughs> None hmm. of our fault, either. Whose fault was it? <sighs> well, if you must know, it was that dirty, rotten scoundrel, Mayor Henry Shoemaker. Sticking his fat nose into everyone else's business. I gasp at such <laughs> slanderous words laid at the feet of the Honorable Mayor Shoemaker. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> then I regain composure and I, I say, continue, continue. Well, he's the one who put forth the legislation shutting down the mine. Wanted to improve the image of our little town as not just a mine and ho-dunk po-dunk town, but as a tourist attraction of sorts. That's part of the reason you hopped down to San Francisco to pull up that old dead guy. Hmm. <sighs> I will say this. Was a fan of music, though. Nice taste. Came to a couple of my concerts and always had an ear for classical pieces. He played piano. Hmm. That doesn't make him any less uh, any less of a uh, two-time and thief. Hmm. Did the mayor frequently ride on the Moonshine Express? I've only seen him here the one time. And that was the last voyage? Yes. Kept mostly to his room. Which room was that? One, uh, see. So you're in the um, farthest on the left, um, right across from mine. So where I, no, not where I'm staying. Who, farthest who, on the right. Who is staying there now? You haven't opened that door. I know, but... I'm asking her. Oh, Who, who's oh. staying there now? <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe that's Harley's room. Oh. Oh, of course. I need to look at Harley's room. Interesting. Cyan, you invited me into your room. Was there anything that you wanted to tell me? Or uh, just, a, just wanted a friendly chat? Oh, just a friendly chat. Um... Any other questions you have for me? Uh, nope. All right. I believe I need another drink. So if you don't mind me. Uh, she stands up and ushers you out of her room, uh, locks it behind you, and goes into the dining car. Except she doesn't because I flip open the pocket, <laughs> the, the compass. I flip open the compass and I uh, rummage through her purse for evidence, <laughs> for evidence purposes. <laughs> They say you can tell a lot of wo about a woman by what's in her purse. But something tells me that wasn't your intention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh -huh. so inside the purse, which is by the lamp, uh, so you nearly trip over the cello case, but <laughs> inside the purse is a theater ticket with the show called The Phantom Bell Ringer, if you wanted to know the title. Okay. I unpause time. Okay. I repause time. Uh, Is that how this works? <laughs> Does that work? Uh, you can, after about 10 seconds, the redness starts to seep in. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, is that the only thing of interest from the... Is that the only thing I get from the, the purse? purse? Yes, that's the only thing of interest in the purse. Okay, well then, I unpause time, and on the way out, I ask Cyan... Uh, your your cello case here is it as intricate as your your cello is? Oh, just some old bits and bobs. That's where I keep all my fiddling things, tinkering things. Excuse me. <laughs> and what kind of tinkering do you do? Do you ever tinker for? You would never for the mayor, right? 
That man is horrendous. I would never. Okay. Uh, I look into the case while talking, tried, trying to do it respectfully. Anything interesting in there? So you can see there's just a there's a bent cello string. Um, there's also a collection of small clockwork creatures. It does seem like she's quite the tinkerer. So. Oh, that's cool. Do the clockwork creatures have clocks on them? <laughs> they don't. Oh, is that sad? If you would be so kind, there are actually a few musical requests. I have never heard someone quite so amazing as you. Oh. <laughs> Too kind. I was wondering, could you play these? And I list off all the ones from the book. <laughs> Oh, my dear doctor, if only we had enough time on this lovely trip of ours. Oh, that's true. We only have like two hours, so I should probably know why I'm asking her to play something rather than brute forcing it. <laughs> Vivaldi's spring is a very long movement. I believe it's 30 or so minutes. <laughs> All the chill people. Sorry, I forgot the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is it even for cello? that piece uh i know part uh, i went and saw it so all the pieces are from a cello quartet concert i saw in london so i know that you can play it (laughs) (laughs) fair enough okay yeah i guess i didn't actually have many actionable things to do with cyan but she did remind me that i haven't seen hastings room yet i'm in harley I mean, Hastings? Which one is it? It's Harley. You haven't seen Harley's, and you haven't seen um, Madame Christie's or Mooney's. Mm-hmm. Or Mooney's. Yes, but I feel like the the room of the deceased is important, so let's, uh, after she lets me out, locks her door, Okay. I'll go over to Harley's, and I assume I can unlock yep. his door. So you go in, again, uh, pretty Spartan, just like yours. Um, what you do notice is different, is um, there is a teapot, half spilled on the ground, there is a card next to it. Um, there is a newspaper clipping, a small ticket stub, and um, another scrap of paper by the bed. Harley, you said you remember drinking something. Well, I do. And I remember that teapot. I don't like it. I would be surprised if you did like it, considering your current state of affairs. <sighs> it can only have been a bad thing in that pot. Ah, <sighs> But... I would love some more information. Do you think you were poisoned? Well, I don't know, but I could check. How could you check? Well, that's what that bartender guy uh, analyzes. <gasps> you're right. Uh, you're so smart, Harley. <laughs> Why, thanks. I think that's the first compliment I've received in a long time. <laughs> okay, uh, that is an excellent idea. Let's do that. Okay. While we're in here, though, scrap of paper. Yes. So there's a there are two there's of them. There's a card, a ticket stub, and a scrap of paper. Is this ticket stub toward the the Phantom Bell Ringer? It is. It is a theater ticket for the Phantom Bell Ringer. It's a box seat, in fact. Which is good. Uh, yes. He could not have afforded that on his own. On minor salary, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I mean, and considering Cyan's presence the fact that she has a ticket it's got to be a pretty swanky uh, arrangement hmm. okay how about that card card says benefits of the staff benefits of the staff mm-hmm. as in it was given to him by the captain or mooney or at least under the guise of such the the teapot sounds like it and then uh the other scrap of paper yeah, I want to look at that. That is a copy of a check. Um, the name is unreadable, um, illegible, but the sum is not. $4,026. Harley, how is, is that a lot of money? Do you remember this? Oh, gee whiz! Ain't that a pretty number? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty nice. Whew. Did... did do you remember this? Were you going to get? Were you going to cash this in? No, it looks like a copy. It's already been written. This is the, just the back half of it. This ain't worth much, fortunately. What do you mean the back half? So when you write a check, you got one the check the part you write on, and then you have an imprint on the back side you keep for records. This seems to be the record. 
I see. So do you think that you got paid this or it you paid it out to someone else? Well, if I have the record, I suppose I must have paid it. Oh my gosh. So you weren't just loaded, you were the benefactor. You you would pay other people with your money. Oh, wow. That honestly should not I I said that in a weird way. Not only did you have money, you spent it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Imagine that. Okay. Uh what else was there? That's it. Uh, the newspaper clipping, sorry. Yeah, I want to look at that. The newspaper clipping uh, reads the following headline. Moonshine Manor burns down in horrendous fire. Um, it describes how a fire destroyed Mayor Shoemaker's manor. What? But luckily the mayor managed to escape in time. The cause is unknown, though it is suspected to be foul play. Um, thus. Oh my gosh, I thought he was made. Maybe he still is, but that's crazy. Arson. And also, this was, wow, first of all, Harley, why do you have this clipping? <laughs> well, that sounds like a tragedy. That is strange. Did, I mean, if you were hired by the mayor, why would you get a clipping that talks about him? You you would be able to hear from him if he was, like, truly your uh, employer. Oh, this is shaking me mightily. Ah, oh, he shivers. I don't even have goosebumps. Man, something strange going on here. Well, you're the detective. Hmm. And this room was where Mayor Shoemaker was. So. That's what Cyan said. I want to tap the floorboards, look at the ceiling. He seems seems like a crafty fellow. I guess I don't know that for sure, but anything going on in this room? Nothing hidden that you can see okay. or find. Sorry, nothing hidden. That's okay. Lean into those chills, Harley. We got to figure this out. Let's go back to the bartender. All right. Uh, so you go back in the dining car. Um, Cyan is sitting at the piano, fiddling with uh, the little box hanging from the ceiling. Pneumatic tube systems systems going still going on the fritz, and Mooney is out on the deck. So you go up to the bar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Harley swoops into the uh, automaton, comes to life. Whoo! Man, I'll never get used to the feeling of having cogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I can only imagine. Here's some tea. Whoa! He takes it, brings it into his chest area, and... Analyzing! Analyzing! Woo! Ding! This here? Yep. That's poisoned. Unremarkable. <laughs> Surprise! Incredible. What kind of poison? Hmm. Just seems like a uh, mild dose of uh, a nightshade. Just a little bit. Not too much. Mostly tea. Hmm. Huh. Okay. And a lot of laxatives. <laughs> oh. Uh. How how was that body doing? Well, I feel fine now, fit as a fiddle. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Um, you don't have anything to <laughs> laxative uh, at this point. Interesting. Hmm. Can I see what Cyan is working on? Is she working on the player piano? Uh, sh no, she's working at, uh, it's this little... A box on the box ceiling. Box with the lens, right? Like a projector. Projector, um, more like an old-timey camera. Okay. I were to say, she's tinkering with it. As you come up to her, uh, she's like, oh, poor thing's broken. And, uh, Mooney's useless, so figured I'd g give it a shot. You can see, like, the exposed wires going up to the ceiling, um, it does seem to be flickering a little bit, um, but thus. Okay. Is there any immediately apparent way to interact with this? Well, you could try slooping Harley into it and see what happens. It is a mechanical device. I didn't realize <laughs> he can possess all mechanical devices. That sounds rad. Let's, let's have him possess it. Uh, he hops in, and the camera immediately stops, starts sparking. So uh, he yelps, ah, 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 and hops back out. Man, it's hotter in there than Hades. 
in summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. You saved it. You I saved caught, it. That was excellent. Caught a couple glimpses of things, but whew, couldn't stay in there too long. Hmm. Well, let me let me tell you what I saw. So he describes three um, little photos um, that it seems the camera has taken at one point. Uh, one is of uh, Raymond standing up during the uh, during a cello performance. You can see Cyan uh, performing, the other two, Mooney and Madame Christie, and then Raymond uh, standing up. Um, if you look really close, or if Mooney looks, if Harley looks really close, he's, he describes a uh, shadowy figure in the back, which you assume is you. Um, one of Mooney heading to um, some cabins, to the sleeping quarters um, with a tray of drinks. Um, and one of someone's sleeve. Cyan, whose camera was this? Oh, uh, this is the airships. It's uh, uh, custom to uh, start and end every journey with a snapshot so you can remember. Um, it hooks right into the whole main system. Pull this chain and flash. Got a snapshot. Pretty magical, honestly. You can only get it to work. Is the thing that you pull connected to this camera? Yes. And does the camera stay in this room? Yes, it is stationary. Now, the second one was, say that again? Mooney. Uh, Mooney with a tray of drinks opening the door to the sleeping car. Did Harley see a teapot on there? You know, I think I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curious. <laughs> and um, that last one, whose sleeve was it? <laughs> Uh, as what look, color was the sleeve? The sleeve was blue. Blue. And it like happens to match. cyan blue? Like cyan blue. Uh, it does look like it's her sleeve. It, like, was this... I the, These don't have time codes, they though, don't. right? No. So that might mean mean nothing. It might be just be her fixing it right now. Yeah, it could very well be as she's fiddling with it. Okay. Hmm. I think... I would like to go on the deck and talk to Mooney. 